I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 83 of the Love Life Connection podcast. And today we are diving into part three of how I found love. Now, before we get there, I just want to take a moment to thank you all if you've left a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to your podcasts these days. I so appreciate you taking a moment out of your day to to do that. It really, really helps to get this podcast in front of more amazing women just like yourself. And if you haven't done it yet, no worries. Just take a moment right now as I'm saying this to to leave a rating review. It just takes a second. All you have to do is just search the podcast in the search bar of iTunes and then tap the podcast, tap the reviews tab, and then leave a rating. And then if you have another 30 to 45 seconds, you can leave a kind review too. And all of that helps to get this podcast out into in front of more amazing women just like yourselves. And also, I want to share a little bit of housekeeping before we get to part three of how I found love is I have been getting tons and tons of questions from you all about when is the next date yourself challenge? And when is the next dating mindset boot camp? Well, I am so excited to tell you that it is all coming up very, very soon. And you'll be able to sign up for the Date Yourself Challenge starting next week, I believe I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure next week. But what you can go ahead and sign up for right now is to get on the wait list for the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. And here are a couple of reasons why you might want to get onto this wait list. Now, if you know for sure that you've been wanting to do the bootcamp this time around, or you're very interested, or you want to learn more, I highly recommend you get on the wait list because for those of, for those of you who are on the wait list, then you actually get some early bird bonuses, including a special price that no one else is going to get. So only the women on the wait list will get an access to 
uh, and a special price with for the boot camp, as well as um, other special goodies that I'm giving away just for early birders. Now, the other reason why you might want to get on the wait list is that I'm actually going to cap the enrollment. This is the first time I've ever capped the enrollment, but I want to make sure that every single woman who joins the boot camp gets a lot of attention from me and they feel confident going knowing going that into the program. So I'm actually going to be capping the number of women that come come into the program this time around. Every woman who does join does get some one-on-one time with me. So that's part of the reason why I'm well, actually the main reason why I'm going to cap the enrollment because I'm only so many people. So if you want to definitely make sure you get into one of those limited spots and to get a special price, then all you have to do is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash waitlist and you can get on the waitlist for the bootcamp. And then as soon as I open early bird enrollment, you will be the first to know that. So again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash waitlist. And I will also include that link in the show notes. So you can click that in your, your podcast player and go ahead and sign up real quick and get on that list. All right, so let's dive right into part three of how I found love. Now, again, if you've been listening all along, then I'm going to give you just a brief reminder of what's been happening so far in this saga. If you haven't listened to part one or part two, again, I highly, highly recommend that you do. Again, you can watch a standalone episode of Friends. Everyone does it, right? But everyone also knows that you really get to know what's going on with the characters and the show and like the depth of the content and the characters when you watch it from episode one and go forward from there. So if you you've missed episode or part one, I should say, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81 or veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 82 for part two to catch up there. Or you can just scroll down a couple episodes in your podcast player and they'll be right there for you to listen to as well. So again, I do highly recommend that you listen to parts one and two before listening to part three. And if you just don't want to do it, like that's totally fine because this is your podcast experience, not mine. All right. So let me give you just a brief recap if you just need a refresher of what's happened so far. So you'll remember that I have just broken up with my well, I broke up with my college sweetheart and I moved to Jerusalem for grad school. And almost immediately and back to back, I found myself in two different relationships with people who didn't want to be with me. And even though I had a travel bug and I've loved living abroad, it was really one of the darkest times in my life. So I look at that time in my life actually now with definitely mixed emotions. I mean, in some ways, there's a little bit of nostalgia, like, oh, the expat life, living abroad. It was such a fun time in my life. But it was also a very, very emotionally hard time of my life. And it actually got to the point where I just couldn't handle my emotions anymore. And so I reached out to a therapist. And I alluded that things were about to get a lot better. And that's where I left you off. And again, you can listen to part two over at episode 82 or part Uh, one over at episode 81. All right, so here is part three, which I call aka learning how to adult. So I was finishing up grad school and I was applying for jobs like crazy. Now this is 2010, so it's not that far after the crash and there just weren't jobs coming out of everyone's ears. It was really competitive. There was probably like 50 applications for every single job that I applied, if not more. 
And so it was really my full-time job was to look for a job in that time of my life. And I was pretty much over both of my exes, and I was just really ready for something new. I was still seeing my therapist. I was still living abroad at the time, but I was applying for jobs mostly in the Washington, D.C., New York. I think I might have had a few applications in Chicago. I just wanted to be in a big city so I could find myself a nice Jewish boy. And it was just a lot, a lot, a lot of applying and networking. And finally, after what seemed like forever, my new job landed me in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, again, I had really, really hoped to be in a place like DC or New York or Chicago, or I think I even applied to a job in Minneapolis. Like I was applying just pretty much anywhere. I think I even, there was even one in New Orleans I was applying for. Uh, because I did want to meet a nice Jewish boy and all those cities have large Jewish populations. But after a couple of years of just feeling really unsteady and in some ways homesick from my last two relationships and living abroad, I was actually really excited to be in South Carolina uh, to be close to where I grew up. I grew up in Asheville, which is only five hours away from Charleston. And I was actually born in Columbia, South Carolina, never really lived there. I had good friends in Charlotte. And my whole dad's side of the family all live in the upstate of South Carolina, not upstate New York, but the upstate of South Carolina, which is about three, three and a half hours from Charleston. So I was really excited just to be back in kind of like my home territory and get some stability that way. And as horrible as I told you I was emotionally in my last series or my last installment of the series, things quickly got that much better. So I started my job in Charleston and the person whose job I took put me in touch with a young adult leader in the Jewish community of Charleston, which gave me an instant in to an amazing friend group. So I immediately had friends, which was pretty incredible. And on the other hand, when I moved to Charleston, I had just about $3,000 in the bank, I think maybe around 32, 3,300. So not a lot of money. And that was really all I had to my name, except that that money didn't even really belong to me. It was just my leftover student loan money. But I had gotten an amazing steal of a studio apartment in the heart of Charleston, and I had a great job. So I was able to quickly pay off a quarter of my loans just in that first year of working. And I also saved more money than I ever had had before. And one thing that I learned is that being abroad helped me to get to know who I was and what my values were. But being in grad school and being abroad, I didn't really have a lot of money. So it was hard to express those values and the buying choices that I made. Usually the buying choices I made were just the cheapest thing or the best deal or whatever was free. But I finally had my own money where I could spend money you know, based on what my what my values were and what I really wanted my life to look like. So my money went towards things like yoga classes and travel. I went to visit my other sister in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. She was living there when I was when I was living in, in Charleston. Um, I spent money on organic food. So some people might be horrified to know how much money I spent on my groceries when I was, you know, just a single woman. But I didn't really spend that much money on clothes or going out to eat because they just didn't really do much for me in terms of adding value to my life. And for the first time, I was also paying my own car insurance. I didn't have a car in grad school. And then in college, I just used my parents' car. I had my own health insurance for the first time ever. And I even had renter's insurance. So what I learned from paying all that insurance is that there's nothing like paying a bunch of insurance to make you feel like you're an adult. 
Am I right? Can I get an amen for that? Anyways, I tell you all this because it might not seem super related to what I was just telling you in the previous previous installment in relationship problems. But I tell you this because this was really the first time in my adult life, or really just in my life in general, that I began to actually feel like a whole and complete person. You know, before my life revolved around finding my husband and I didn't really have money to express a lot of my values. Now you don't necessarily need money to express your values, but um, I wasn't really able to create the life that I wanted because I was still, you know, in some ways like under my parents wing as a college student and then a, a grad student. But now this is the first time I really felt the freedom to create exactly what I wanted to create in my life. And so piece by piece, that's exactly what I did. I built the life that I wanted. I had a group of friends at work and in the Jewish community that I loved. I found a yoga studio that felt like home. And again, I had my own, I had my own money. And dating was in the back of my mind for sure. But for the first time ever, or at least since I was 11 years old, it wasn't the first thing I was always thinking about. I had spent a lot of time rebuilding myself emotionally before I left Jerusalem with my therapist. And now back in the US, I felt like I was now putting that on the outside. I was actually rebuilding what my life was on the outside. Now, if you guys have ever worked with me or have done any of my workshops or done the boot camp or anything like that, you know that I'm all about the inside and outside work. You can't do just the inner work and expect your life to change. You got to change some things on the outside, but you can't just buy a bunch of things and hope that's going to make you happy. You have to do the inner and outer work. They go hand in hand. And so I had done the inner work when I was with my therapist and now I felt like I'd rebuilt myself emotionally in many, many ways. I still had a lot of room to grow and a lot of things to do, but I was now, my outside life was beginning to reflect how I felt like on the inside. So I wasn't really focused on dating, but wouldn't you know it, just a few months after moving to Charleston, my friend there set me up with a nice Jewish boy. And boy, was he nice. So this guy was an officer in the military. So that was kind of hot, you know, uniforms and things like that. And his manners were impeccable. So he actually, he called me because we had, or maybe he emailed me. I don't even remember. My friend had set us up and got us in contact, I think through email now that I think about it. Anyways, he called me and asked to take me on a date And then he picked me up for our date. We went to a really nice dinner in this adorable Italian place that looks like it's right in in Tuscany in downtown Charleston, Um, which, by the way, had never happened to me before. Before with the guy, it was always, oh, let's hang out or why don't you come over or let's meet up here kind of thing. But this guy actually picked me up. We drove to our date together and then he dropped me off after the date. And he was kind. He was attentive. And he was really fascinated by me. And he was so fascinated by my experience living in the Middle East too. And so after our date, like I said, he dropped me off, told me he had a nice time. And he immediately asked for a second date, which of course I said yes to. And so we ended up dating for about six months. And it was a great relationship. And he's a great, great guy. I have nothing horrible or mean to say about him. And in the end, it just didn't really work out. The feelings weren't quite there. But 
this relationship was significant for me because the whole idea that dating could feel like that, that there was a guy out there like him who, you know, was respectful and interested in me and available was all brand new. You know, he was going to get restationed somewhere. I forget where else. And he wanted to talk about it. He wanted to talk about what that meant for us. And I had craved this with, you know, my, the relationship before the last, this is what I wanted so, so bad. And so I told myself that this guy, he would be my new standard. If at any point in the future, anyone acted less than him, it was over. No questions asked. By the way, much easier said than done, but that is definitely what I told myself. Anyways, I also had felt like I finally had the confidence and the self-respect for the first time to hold myself to that standard. Again, I had rebuilt myself emotionally and I was beginning to build a pretty awesome life for myself. Great job, great social life, great friends, great apartment. And, you know, before, if you recall from part two, I would have desperately tried to make something work because I couldn't handle the rejection of it not working out. Anyways, So the next year and a half, I lived in Charleston after we broke up and I dated here and there, but it just wasn't really a priority. And that actually felt really good at the time. I was in my mid twenties and I thought at that point I'd already been married. And so I thought I would be really stressed about not really dating anyone seriously, but I was just having a really, really fun time. I had developed some really, really great friendships there with people that I'm still friends with today. And for those of you who've never been to Charleston, Charleston is a freaking awesome city and you should definitely book a vacation there ASAP because the food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. There's just so much to do. It's a gorgeous city. The history is so interesting. Water, sports, beach. I mean, you name it. Oh my gosh. Charleston is a dream. Anyways, um, you know, there was one moment, though, when I was living in Charleston that with a guy that showed me how far I'd come. And I want to share this story with you. So I met a guy out and he had asked me on a date. And by the way, he was also Jewish now that I think about it. And on the evening of our date, I left work early because I was applying for a job that had a pretty extensive application and it also had a deadline. So at this point, I was wanting to leave my job because professionally I was working at a law firm and I had a great job. I got to travel, use my Arabic, use my Middle East knowledge, all that kind of stuff. But there was just no room for growth because I was working for lawyers and I wasn't going to become a lawyer. So I wanted something, a job that had growth. So I was applying for jobs. And this one job I had was applying for lots, I think I had to write like two essays and there was a deadline. So I left work early before the date. So I or left work early from work. So I'd have time before the date to work on the application. Anyway, so I texted this guy to tell him, hey, I left work a little bit early. I'm working on this application that has a deadline and it's due soon. And I'm going to be working on it at home. So just text me when you're done with work and I'll meet you at the office so I can park there because parking in Charleston downtown is disaster. And then we'll go to the restaurant together. And he said, that's fine. Well, this guy owned his own business and I think he wanted to show it off to me. I mean, this is again, my side of the story. So I don't know what his whole deal was, but that's what, that's what came across to me. Anyways, so I was at home working on this application and he texted me that he was finishing up work. So I was like, great. So I headed over to meet him at his office and I got into his office 
and I sat in on the couch in his office and he wasn't really finished up with work. I mean, he kind of was. He wasn't actually doing anything. He just kept calling different people into his office, like trying to introduce me or to have stupid meetings that they didn't really talk about anything. And he was halfway talking to me and halfway typing on his computer. And I was just like, what the hell is this guy doing? And I don't think I realized it then. Maybe, maybe I did. I honestly, I, I, I don't remember. But I do remember leaving that date kind of annoyed about this. Because um, I sat there in his office for probably about 30 minutes until we left for dinner. And I went to dinner with him, but I was pretty sure that this was, there's, there was not going to be another date. And it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, right? Like I just sat in his office while he was finishing up work. But I had told him that I was working on this application that had a pretty close deadline. And there was just a lot of stuff. So I could have definitely used that 30 minutes to continue working on the application. And I finally had enough self-respect to know and to see that my time was really valuable. And it was incredibly disrespectful of him to have me wait on him for 30 minutes just so he could show off and do whatever the hell he was doing in his office. So again, before, I'm pretty sure I would have played this, you know, into his game and written off his behavior. I'm like, well, as long as he's into me, then whatever, that's fine, because I just need to be in a relationship or want to be in a relationship. But And finally, you know, just having that experience and saying, wow, like that guy, he's just not giving me what I need. So I'm just not going to see him again. And that's that. I I realized that things had really begun to change for me. And that last relationship I had with the military officer guy, that wasn't just a, a fluke, that things had changed and I was confident and I could, you know, easily you know, walk away from men and from relationships that weren't going to give me what I needed and stay focused on the guys that were going to give me truly what I needed and wanted in a relationship. So things are going well in Charleston. But then Obama called and not really Obama himself, but his campaign did call me and they wanted to hire me. And that's when things got real crazy. All right, more on that next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome to the Next Wave podcast. Consider us your chief AI officer in your business. My name is Matt Wolf. I have the number one YouTube channel in the AI space. I also run futuretools.com and I'm joined by my co-host, Nathan Lands, founder of Lore.com. We want to bring you the latest AI news and trends, show you how you can use AI in your business and personal life, and help make it super easy for you to understand and execute. We're going to equip you with the knowledge to thrive in this upcoming wave of change. 